from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. How pumped are you for Jimmy Garoppolo being reunited with Josh McDaniels, Joe? Sure. According to the Internet's Jimmy G is going to sign with the Raiders three years, $67.5 million. Not bad. <laughs> Pretty reasonable deal for Not Jimmy G. Not bad at all, man. Yeah. 20 mil, uh, a little bit more than 20 mil I, per look, year. I like it. I, I have no Nice problems. move by the Raiders, right? I have no problems with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a very capable quarterback. His issue is health related. Being healthy, being on the field. Yep. Speaking of being healthy and being on the field, A-A-Ron. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to end up you with the Jets? You done messed up, Packers. Is A.A. Ron going to end up with the Jets, Joe? Well, for what Mike, says you? For Mike Greenberg's sake at ESPN, I hope it does actually happen. Otherwise, that man might actually combust on live television. I feel like all of the music has stopped now, and every team has a quarterback. Yeah. And they've even right? got some we got backups, too. the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, and then Mike the Panthers White picked up, uh, went down to Miami. Back so, up to a. So there's two. There's actually two lingering issues. Um, is Lamar Jackson really going to play on a non-exclusive franchise tag for the Baltimore Ravens? I, that's why I keep asking the question: Who's still out there? Because that feels like collusion to me. It, Straight yeah, up, it, it kind of does. And with the Jets, I mean, in theory, Tennessee. <laughs> Clear, nobody's doing nobody's it. doing it. Nobody's but I'm just saying it. who would need a quarterback. I, okay, I see what you're saying there. Um, you know, Houston seems content with going draft in, in the draft. Obviously, the Panthers made a move specifically to move up in the draft, which we'll get to in a second. So yeah, I, I don't see Lamar Jackson playing next year. I don't. If it's if it's about playing on a non-exclusive franchise tag, and that's what that's what he's going to play. This is not a Kirk Cousins situation in Washington. He ain't going to play. You like that? As far as as far as AA Ron goes, can't wait, man. Because the back pages of the New York papers are gonna destroy that man. Destroy him. Like there was a this is this is me being extremely online. Do you remember the actor Joaquin Phoenix? Mm-hmm. He's now like the Joker. Yeah. Right. Years ago, he did some weird performance art, and people didn't understand what was going on. Aaron Rodgers is going to performance art his way. Because I think that's what's been going on with Aaron Rodgers sure. with Green Bay. It's been performance sure. art. He's going to performance art his way into the armpit of the NFL that is the New York Jets. And he's going to get his ass roasted on a daily basis in New York. And he's going to go on Pat McAfee's show and whine about it every day. It's cute when he goes on the McAfee show when he's in Green Bay. They're going to take everything that dude says and... And roasted on Sports Talk Radio New York. This is where I will come around and agree with you. New York is built different sometimes than other markets. And it'll eat that man alive. And I am here for it. And a lot of people are doing, oh, it's history repeating. Green Bay quarterback going to the Jets. Yeah, how'd that work out for Brett Favre in New York? And also, don't follow all of the Brett Favre template in New York. Yeah, please. Okay? We don't don't need to see any pictures. Don't get Crocs. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Are we are we going to be able to gamble next year? Looks that way. Brian Murphy, WRL.com, WRLSportsFan.com has a story up today on the bill finally going in. It's been filed. Uh, they're optimistic that this go-round, it'll actually get uh, legalized. It'll become a bill. And uh, uh, wait, am I misremembering my uh, schoolhouse rock? 
Regardless, they're optimistic that we're going to get mobile sports wagering on January 1, 2024. North Carolina Senator Jim Perry joined Adam Gold earlier today on what held up the gambling bill in the past and why that shouldn't be a factor this year. You know, obviously there is already some uh, competition out there, whether it be legal at um, one of the the uh, Indian gaming operations, the tribal locations, or whether it be illegal. Right. And, you know, those those arms are, are long, uh, especially with some involved with illegal gaming. I, I will say I've gotten a lot of questions about whether or not the, uh, the tribal organizations have been difficult to deal with. And uh, I will say no. You know, we've been working on this for a few years. Um, the Catawba were not really involved on the front end, but the uh, – Eastern Band of the Cherokee were because they were already established, and um, they've actually been very reasonable in the conversations. I think some things, some ideas, just take a time, take time to you know sort of take root and become more accepted. I, I think as people understood that I can walk into their office with my phone or my laptop and open an account in five minutes and place bets, uh, that really really shocked some of them. And frankly, we had a lot of conversations over the last year just about the, the concept of of freedom and, and free will, and this is your money. And if you see it as entertainment, uh, it's going on already. Why wouldn't the state uh, regulate it, make it available, and help our sports teams here that are at a huge competitive disadvantage regarding salary cap issues <laughs> if, if they don't have the same opportunities other states do? So that was North Carolina Senator, State Senator Jim Perry on with Adam Gold. If you want to hear that full interview, just go check out the best of the Adam Gold podcast. And and Perry, I think, Julia, you and I both agree with the overall sentiment. You're leaving money on the table. It helps your local sports teams. And I do like what he said. It's a little bit about freedom. Are we really legislating vices in the grand scheme of things when we've allowed others? Yeah, I don't love that this has turned into helping David Tepper and Tom Dunn make even more money. I don't love that part of it, but I do think, yeah, why are we? Again, this is the week everyone and their mother is going to participate in in a pool, in an NCAA tournament pool. And we act like, oh, no, gambling's bad. It will lead you down the wrong path. It's okay, guys. We can we can all be grown ups and make choices. Next up, one, two, three. Georgia Tech has a new basketball coach. That was quick. Yeah, it was Joe. They've hired Mighty Mouse David Stoudemire from Pepperdine. Yeah, to replace our guy Josh Passner. Stoudemire gonna have his work cut out for him. That's a tough job. It is a tough tough job. job. I, I said that you know when Josh the news was that Josh was fired. He might be better off at his next stop. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be a mid-major stop, but he might be better off in somewhere that's going to play the NIL game, which Georgia Tech wasn't going to do, yes, St- and have different academic standards, which you know could be a little bit it could be a little bit different at Georgia Tech. Stoudemire um, was at Pacific before Pacific, that. Excuse me. Yeah, so he was at Pacific, uh, but he's an assistant with what the uh, the, the Celtics, Celtics right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but his previous stop was at Pacific. Not a great record, but my understanding, not that I'm really well-versed in Pacific <laughs> basketball, but my understanding was that they were coming out of some NCAA issues. Uh, re- regardless, Dan Wolken of USA Today, who's based in Atlanta and has some connections over at Georgia Tech, kind of put a tweet thread together today about Georgia Tech and how there's a willingness to actually play the game. So the one thing you can't overcome, they have an academic standard. However... 
you are cutting yourself off from those who are good basketball players with good academic standing that can play at Georgia Tech. It's not like Georgia Tech's academic standards are new. Right. Okay. So it's the fact that they've essentially been playing for free there. Just because NIL is available does not mean that all schools are playing the NIL game, so to speak. And even within playing the NIL game, there's different ways to go about it. There's the straight up like, hey, make sure that these collectives have pulled together enough money to make a player worth it. Or the traditional, the whole point of NIL, like an Armando Baycott, who's pulled off, pulled off enough endorsement deals to clear, what, like a million dollars or whatever it is? So the point is Georgia Tech wasn't doing any of this. Right. All right? So not to say that that excuses Josh Pastner's record. It doesn't. It was time for a reset over there. We'll see if Stoudemire actually gets the backing of the university to make this work. And and if you're wondering why the heck are we talking about Georgia Tech basketball right now in a Raleigh market, well, if you care about the ACC, it's imperative that these schools up their game. You are complaining that the NCAA tournament bids were not enough, only five. There should have been more. Why was Clemson screwed? Why was North Carolina screwed? Well, the bottom of the league truly was bad, bad, to the point where you got nothing from beating them and you were incredibly penalized for losing to them. And that's why we are where we are. So it's better that everybody gets on the same program in the ACC. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, NC State and Duke are dancing. NC State goes to Denver. or Duke goes to Orlando, not Greensboro. Some folks were surprised by that. In fact, the only ACC team that's going to Greensboro is potentially Pitt. Not even Virginia got the Greensboro trek. So... You get Kentucky folks that are going out to Greensboro to watch some NCAA tournament basketball games. Duke's in the East, which to me is your name brand bracket. There's a lot of recognizable names in the East. It was described as oh, this Kentucky's like there, yeah, yeah. It, the East, you know, Purdue's the top seed. I actually think if you if you strip away the fact that oh look at all these name brands, they're all some weaker name brands. It's is Purdue one of the better top seeds? No, they're not, especially coming out of the Big Ten. So I actually think that the draw is somewhat favorable for Duke. NC State and Houston not on the same side of the draw, unfortunately. Yeah, I was disappointed by that. NC State's in the South, where Alabama, the number one overall seed. I, honestly, Joe, you and I, we talk about bubble luck. We've talked, we'll now talk about bracket luck. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a team have an easier path to the Final Four than what Alabama has. <laughs> now they're the, they're the number one overall seed. Don't get me wrong. And we say this every year, by the way. They got the easiest I, I path. I do not. I do not. Okay. But I look at who is actually in the South. You compare that to the Midwest, where I believe Miami as a five is a capable Final Four team. Texas A&M as a seven is a capable Final Four team. And then, of course, Texas as the two. You compare that with Arizona, who's paper soft Baylor who's got issues Virginia who's not going to win a basketball game in this tournament mm -hmm. you know, West Virginia actually might be the toughest team they face and West Virginia might not beat Maryland in the first round yeah so yeah man this could be one of those cakewalks for Alabama who is the most talented team in this tournament I'm not ready to pick them to win this thing yet but I am ready to put them in Houston in the final four next up North Carolina is not in the NCAA tournament. And unlike Clemson, who also did not make the NCAA tournament, they ain't going to the NIT either. It was the right call. Jillio and I will explain next.
99.9 The Fan, ESPN Radio. Listen, watch, Fantastic. connect. Play 99.9 The Fan. Here are the stories to follow on 99.9 The Fan, WREL Sports Plus and WREL Sports Fan.com. Mobile sports betting in North Carolina could begin as early as January 1st of 2024. Bill currently in the North Carolina State Senate. Also, Duke heads to Orlando in the NCAA tournament. They'll play on Thursday just after 7 p.m. against Oral Roberts. NC State heads out to Denver as an 11 seed. They'll face Creighton on Friday. Tip off for that game just after 4 p.m. Coming up in the next 10 minutes here on the OG, can you run the table? the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obies. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube and you can smash that subscribe button. Uh, you can leave the comments. Whatever you can do to help us manipulate the algorithm. I believe we are now, what are we up to follower-wise on the on the 99.9 The Fan YouTube page? And then we're like 3,300, maybe? Close, Roughly about that. Close to it. Let me, let me double check here as I pull this up. Come on, Internet. We're at 3,254. All right, there we go. There we go. So I've decided what we're going to do when we get to 4,000 subscribers. And then, again, with this pronoun usage. Yeah, so I saw, uh, shout out to uh, listener LK who put this on my radar, that it's like a Chick-fil-A food hack. One of our listeners said they tried it today, and it was amazing. Hmm. So you take uh, the Nugs. The waffle fries, okay. the mac and cheese, okay. and then ranch, and I think buffalo, Ooh. and then you'd shake it up in a container. You know, someone like you make a little casserole out Wasn't of it. Wasn't there mac and cheese involved? Yeah, too? it's a mac and cheese. Oh, okay. And you put it all together, and that's what you eat. And apparently it's fire. So I know what we're doing at 4,000. Let's Again, go. We. We. You. I almost feel like yeah, with all I'm the conversation, I feel like with all the conversation we've had regarding. You guys didn't even do the Forbidden Glizzy. I know. Weeks yeah, off. I wasn't this invited. This is a you. We, you wouldn't have done it anyway, Dennis. Yeah, I would have. Then go do it. Why? <laughs> For 3,500 followers? That's too close. Get a tattoo of a for- Forbidden Glizzy. <laughs> we'll do that when we get to 5,000. How about that? I'll do a, I'll do a temp tattoo. Do I'll not, do a temporary tattoo not of a Forbidden Glizzy. I'll do a temporary tattoo. one. It's got no. 5,000. No. No. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Video Joe to do a caricature of me eating a Forbidden Glizzy, and you will get a temporary tattoo of that at 5,000. Deal. I'm in. All right. All on board. All right. We got we got 5,000, but let's get to 4,000 first. Um, I, I almost want to – I said that if, if, if UNC had made the NCAA tournament, I was going to drink one of those 1993 UNC championship sodas. I feel like I have to do it now just to kind of like wash all the bad takes that I've been hearing about this. Maybe I'll put some of that Eagle Rare into the uh, 93 soda and go from there. Would you drink that? Potentially. Tomorrow, then. <laughs> so, they're not going to the NIT. And I'm okay with this. I'm also appreciative of the honesty. I, this is not the perfect statement, but at least it gets you to the mindset of Hubert Davis in North Carolina right now. Last night at around 7 o'clock, they released a tweet, they released the email saying, all season our focus and goal has been on being the best team we can possibly become and reaching our full potential to give us another opportunity to compete, play, and win an NCAA championship. That's why they came back. This was 08-09. This was 16-17. It was supposed to be 22-23. Obviously, it did not work out that way. 
Uh, and to a certain extent, you can even say the 05 season, too, because remember, Roy Williams is like, y'all are coming back to win a championship. Straight up. If not, don't come back. So Carolina has a history of this. Run it back. Go win it. Did not happen. So I appreciate the honesty from Hubert Davis as to what this year was supposed to be about, the NCAA championship, not the NIT. Where the messaging gets a little confusing is many factors, this is from the statement, many factors go into postseason play, and we believe now is the time to focus on moving ahead, preparing for next season, and an opportunity to again compete for ACC and NCAA championships. That is reading between the lines. It's time for some roster management, and i got to figure out who wants to be here, who I want to be here, and the portal opened today. Yeah, I don't care if you're a State fan, a Carolina fan, a Duke fan, a fan of Mars. One thing North Carolina basketball unequivocally proved this year was there is no carryover from year A to year B. Mm-hmm. If there was, well, would they have missed the tournament? Would they be the first preseason number one team since the field expanded to 64 teams to miss the tournament? Of course not. It's time for the season to be over for Carolina. And all you had to do was watch them play. Just watch them play and watch how they did not enjoy any piece of it without you know the, this hand-wringing between Love and um, R.J. Davis, and then there was Baycott, and it was, you know, is Leaky Black going to make his wide-open threes? And yeah. then Pete Nance with the Oreos, and it's like, just let it go. Let it go. It didn't work out this year. It's fine. Get yourself into the portal. Figure out who's coming back. I suspect Baycott will be back. I suspect R.J. Davis will be back. And then figure out what you can do around those guys to make your team better. All you got to do is look at what NC State did. Mm-hmm. Look at what Pittsburgh did. Look what Miami did. Mm-hmm. Miami was in the Final Eight last year. A lot of those same players. They went out and got Norchad O'Meara, who unfortunately turned his ankle in the first minute yeah. of the semifinal game against Duke. Otherwise, remember, we're having a different conversation right now. Yeah, maybe we are. But, you know, that's the way the cookie, the cookie crumbles. I think if you're Carolina, though, they have, they have every right to not play this game. There is no carryover. We know this, especially now. You know, the NIT, look at the last couple of winners. Yes, Xavier was in the final, won the NIT last year mm-hmm. with a different coach. Yeah. And a different, better, the best player on the team. So, what value is there? This It's not 1986 anymore. You're not, you know, Dave Odom's not taking South Carolina and hoping the next year and it, never it, it comes up, uh, you know, sevens. So, it just didn't work that way. I, look, sometimes you, sometimes you just have to let the season die, man. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be over. And, that's, and that was the impression that I got coming out of Greensboro, those guys were done. They were. Done. So what are you ultimately accomplishing? What are you satisfying? Some antiquated, rub some dirt on it, get out there and walk it off mentality? It's very strange to me. And that's why, again, I appreciate the honesty from Hubert Davis. We were not about that NIT life. We were about the NCAA tournament life. We fell short. Let's shut this thing down. What what more do you want? Unless there's some weird nebulous, well, that's not the Carolina way. Well, what is the... What is the Carolina way now? I could make the argument that the Carolina way is kind of the reason why you keep finding yourself in these situations and it's holding you back because NIL and college basketball are completely different now. And you could wish it back. You can wish it back all you want, but it's not. It's not going back. And you can NC go- State's going to see Bailey, Baylor Shireman mm-hmm. for Creighton. Mm-hmm. Baylor Shireman last summer, not the, the first summer of NIL, Shireman left. South Dakota and basically said, I want to make 750K. Yeah. And Duke was like, no, we're not going to do that. You think Duke needed a three-point shooter last uh, year? I, I think they did. I, I think you're going to see a pretty good one, too, mm-hmm. on, on Friday night when NC State plays them out in mm-hmm. Denver. So that's the Matt Mayer, Matthew Mayer, 
Bet wins a national championship at Baylor. He wanted 500K. And Carolina was like, that's not what we're going to do. We will help you. Yeah, we'll help you, help can, you get there. You can make NIL money if you come here and mm-hmm. are a star. That's definitely in play. We're not saying you can't, mm-hmm. but we're not straight up going to pay for players out of the portal. And I tell you what. Yeah. Look where Miami is. They paid a premium for, for uh, Pack. They paid a premium for Almir. But that's what you got. That's the price of poker now. And before I get the email or I get the tweet about how, well, this is what's wrong with college basketball. This is why people aren't engaging with it as much. Funny thing happened this past season. ESPN actually saw ratings gains in men's college basketball this season, which is pretty compelling con- considering that no Roy Williams, no Mike Shashevsky, you know, like these big, no Jay Wright. No Jay Wright, which okay. I was reminded of when he was working the yeah. CBS games. And the attitude was, well, then I am these Hall of Fame coaches leaving. Well, who's going to watch this stuff? Well, apparently people are still watching, and they saw ratings gains this year. It could be because the Big Ten was better. Competitive. The Big competitive. East had some really good the teams, Big too. East I know Fox was, did really yeah, well. Yeah, and Fox did much, much better because of the Big East teams. And obviously the SEC has been very yeah. competitive, too. Imagine how the ratings would have been if the ACC actually was on the ball. So clearly there are people who are still watching. Clearly there are people who are still going to these games. Um, it's just time for the schools to get with the program, too. And that's the unknown. Now, honestly, that is the unknown for Carolina is how do they navigate this new world of college basketball um, when I would argue that the level, the, the playing field has been a little bit more leveled than it's ever been before in basketball. Yeah, because you need fewer bodies. The rosters make a difference. Al- the rosters allow you to make some quick turnarounds. Football, different story. The rich are only going to get richer in football. But in basketball, hey man, you can make a huge impact, as we saw in the ACC. It's just it's the busiest time of the year. NCAA tournament, Canes coming down the stretch of the regular season, getting ready for the playoffs. And oh yeah, by the way, NFL free agency. Uh, a little bit of quarterback news before we get to two minutes with gold as to the Canes yet again getting beat and there being a collective freakout. Um, Sam Darnold is going to sign a one-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, they lose Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Brock Purdy is a scratch-off ticket that may or may not pay off based on what we saw last year, and then he got hurt. I'll say this about the Sam Darnold deal. I'm not a fan of Sam Darnold, but Kyle Shanahan is the best coach he's going to have worked with. I think we can all agree there, right? Absolutely. So if 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 you, Sam Darnold, cannot make it work with a group that's made Jimmy Garoppolo work and Brock Purdy work, well, I think we finally have our answer on the case of Sam Darnold. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt in a sense that he was with the Jets and he was with the, a bad Panthers organization under Matt Rule. We'll see where it goes from there. We still don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of speculation is that he's going to go to the Jets, but nothing official yet, or at least nothing legally tampered yet. (laughs) The Carolina Hurricanes need to legally tamper with scoring some goals. Uh, Of course, the issue that they've got right now is they've got some injuries hitting at the wrong time. Uh, Peter Kochekov, he's let some soft goals in. Uh, No Andre Svechnikov yesterday. He couldn't go after an injury uh, earlier in the week. Here's Adam Gold in two minutes. Two minutes. All right, fellas, I've got two minutes for something I have historically been excellent at, not scoring. 
goals I'm talking about because I've never scored a goal in hockey similar to other facets of life. Here's the thing. Carolina is going through a little bit of a slump right now. It has been 183 minutes and 38 seconds since their last five-on-five goal. That came late in the third period from Jesper Faust that evened the score and Carolina won that against Montreal in a shootout. Since then, only Andrei Svechnikov's power play goal 209 into the game against the Flyers. That has been the only goal that Carolina has scored in the last three games. As of right now, it's very difficult to win hockey games without scoring goals. See, if the Hurricanes scored a goal, we would put it right here. We would let you hear it. But the Hurricanes did not score a goal in either of the last two games, so we have nothing to offer you. The chances? Eh, we don't care about chances. We only care about success. But I'm here to tell you, they're probably not going to go goal-free the rest of the season. So, two tough nights? Yeah. Should they have scored a goal in both of these games? Oh, there were chances. Other goaltenders play good. The other defenders block some shots. But ultimately, Carolina tends to go through these funks. It's just happening right now at an inopportune time because the division is dead even with the New Jersey Devils. Carolina's got 17 games left to play. The Devils have 16 games left to play. So... Carolina should take advantage of that game in hand. Maybe they will when they play the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow. Maybe Carolina will score a goal. I am betting that they will score at least one, maybe two. But let's not panic right now, okay? Yeah, no, look, I under here's here's the thing that and that's Adam Gold, that's two minutes. Here's the thing about the Carolina Hurricanes, and we can spend some more time talking about this tomorrow uh, with the Jets coming into town, Joe. At some point, you have to, in the course of an 82 regular game season, you have to not live and die with every regular season result, okay? And understand the context as to why some of these games go the way that they go. And you're sitting some guys. Are they are they going through a little bit of a scoring drought right now? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it ebbs and flows, man. This This team has also shown you that they can find different ways to win. We saw the keep away. That existed against yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, it was amazing, and that's what the Jet. That's that's what the Devils did to him last night. Uh, they took every puck. So, I'm I'm not with the freakout. It's actually, and I and most people understand my general attitude when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes. I approach Carolina Hurricanes discussion more as a fan because it's the one thing I actually can just kind of enjoy. That's not work. So. I'll leave the locker room access and all that other insider stuff to others, including Adam Gold, who does a wonderful job. I go to a game to drink beer and watch this team hockey, man. <laughs> so my general attitude right now is they're good. They're in the playoffs. Plus, you don't want – I mean, there's one month left of the yeah. regular season, and there's a lot of games still. Like, they don't Gold need – Gold just 17 games? Yeah. They don't need to overextend themselves nope. here in this final month. We know who they are. At this point, the moves mm-hmm. that they made and just getting healthy and being ready for playoffs, that's what matters.